What's up, world? Make sure to check us out on social media on Twitter at Brunch Culture, on Instagram at Brunch underscore Culture, and on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Brunch Culture. And you can check out all our past episodes at www.brunchculturebc.com. And remember to subscribe on iTunes by searching Brunch Culture. Now let's get into the show. Brunch Culture. We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what brunch culture is about. About, about, about. Brunch culture. Brunch culture. Brunch Colton. Brunch Colton. We are the champions, my friend. Oh. And we'll keep on fighting till the end. Is that like your new thing now? We're going to start off with uh, Lisa's selection of the day? Yeah, it should be because that's what was on my heart at that moment. I don't know oh, where it shit. came from. So I Lisa's... haven't thought of that song ever in a long time, but it just randomly came to me and I just... You know, I felt like maybe I should sing it. Yeah, so we, we'll, we're going to kick off every show with Lisa's selection. And Lisa's going to bring us a good song to bless us for the week, right? Yeah. This will be our motivation. So we are the champions. Yeah. And when you, when you think about it, when you want to quit, just think about we'll keep on fighting to the end. And you keep on fighting. That was so profound. Yeah. It is. It's so, it's so basic. It's so deep. <laughs> it's basic and deep, huh? <laughs> uh-huh. The most profound things are the most basic. <laughs> so you saying basic people are profound? No, I'm saying simple phrases. Oh, but not simple people. Simple people aren't. Well, sometimes simple people say profound things. That's, this is true. They so. just don't live profound lives, and that's the difference. Gotcha. <laughs> So if you basic or you got basic friends, according to Lisa, you can be profound. But I mean, I think basic is relative, though. Mm. Well, maybe. <laughs> to like, some... what is what is basic to you? Um, I hear a lot of men describe basic chicks. What well, this one dude who happens to be your frat brother, um, not on your same line, but they both cappers. He was saying basic chicks. Our chicks that don't wear makeup and come out the house without their nails and hair done. That's basic. Uh, I, for me, basic is a mindset. If you have a so very, basic is not physical. It can be physical, but not so much. I think if you are in tune with your own style and you know what you what you like and it, this is like your thing. I mean, I like it, but I won't call you basic. But if your mindset is not right, then yeah, you're gonna be basic. <laughs> So basic to you is not physical, it's mental. Yeah, it's really mental. You know, I'm I can't deal with yeah, b- basic stuff. Like if we start talking about if we're having a conversation and you're telling me about I don't know, stuff, something that's like not substantial. Like I don't I don't really like to discuss people. I really prefer like ideas or, you know, experiences or stories or moments and things like that. So if you start talking to me like, oh, you know, Look at what this person got on. I'm probably gonna be like, "Yeah, you're walking in down basic lane. This is pretty." <laughs> yeah, I feel like it doesn't take any life experience or thought. That's just yeah, that's where you at. Yeah, that, that ain't for me. 
All right. Well, you tell us what you think basic is. Um, <laughs> just go on that good old Twitter and uh, Instagram or Facebook and hashtag ChatBC. And, you know, define basic for us. Because um, act- people think it's different days. So I want to hear what you have to say. But we're going to get into the scroll. Shout out to POTUS. Uh, I was so proud of him for being the first sitting president to um, ever visit a federal prison. Um, and the com- conversations he had with these guys and saying, you know, hey, this could have been me. And we all know P- uh, POTUS has, has confessed and, and shit light on the fact that he used marijuana at, at some in, in his earlier life. And the fact that if he had got, got caught with that uh, marijuana, he could have been um, charged with possession and been in the same place these guys are. Right. Um, and so he wouldn't have been POTUS. We wouldn't have known him as President Obama. He would be behind bars um, and caught up in the system. And I think that speaks to the issue that we need to really look at the fact that we have these harsh punishment on nonviolent crimes. And these people in 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 the jail cells have unlimited potential. Look at the president. They just made bad decisions and poor choices. And as he was saying, teenagers consistently make poor choices. But we shouldn't we shouldn't destroy their futures by locking them up. And I think this is something that needs to be talked about. Criminal justice reform. He's leading the charge and he's saying, hey, listen, we need to talk about this. We need to get it right because we can't continue. We have more people locked up than any other country. We're spending more money on this and we could take the same money and 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 pay for everyone's college tuition. Like there are so many other things we could be doing with this money than this prison pipeline um, that's destroying communities especially the african-american community and exactly. so yeah it's, it's something we got to work on it was so big for me though to see him because just kind of the the the, Im- the imagery of it and knowing that he is the most powerful person in our country the most powerful person in the world and he has decided to take himself off of his platform and to go into the slums and, you know, the probably the worst place in, that there is in, in our country, in the world that nobody would ever want to be in. Nobody wants to be in prison, you know, and he actually brought out his own humanity. And it's one of those things that I've just realized that that's been so key in his, during his administration, his, his presidency as a whole, you know, even on the campaign trail. He constantly, consistently found ways to make himself more human, to take himself off of this platform and to say that, hey, I am just like you. And to just see him go into a prison and to speak so candidly about, you know, the struggles that people face that lead them to there and to align his own life, his own path, his own decisions with those same struggles. I think it was incredible. And it really just speaks to who President Obama is. And I just I laugh because I'm like, yo. President Obama is walking out of this thing with a bang, like for everything that he's doing, all of the statements that he's making, all of the the changes that we're seeing come about in our country as a result of his work, his efforts, his presidency. He really is basically saying, like, it is what it is. You know, I don't I'm I'm no longer trying to play politics. I'm actually trying to get work done. And he said it before, you know, fourth quarter is when that's when the game that's that's when the game really gets good. And so like he is in his fourth quarter and we see what he's doing in the fourth quarter. And it is great. So 
I've always supported y'all know me like I always support President Obama. I think he's great. And I think this just proves even more to naysayers, people that are that are questioning to his haters like this man is really serious about it. Like he didn't have to do this, but he did it. And he's trying to move the country to be conscious of certain things in that. And I think it's incredible. Yeah. And I hope this gets the next um, the, the candidates that's coming up, especially in the GOP to get concerned about um which one of them? Because it's like, it's what, 45 of y'all now? You running yeah. too, ain't you? Yeah, I got some my candidates yeah. yesterday in my closet. You now. and everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> All of y'all in there. You got everybody. Like, Yeah, uh, I had to announce me yesterday in my closet. My yeah. clothes my background. Look. Um, I'm I'm about to I'm not about to nominate myself. I just they just let everybody come on in and run under this ticket. Let's just let's make it happen. Yeah, it is. A we lot all of people. got a shot. Was it a lot of people last year, last time like this? No, you know, so. I've never. I don't think I this one and maybe it's because of all of the the media attention that's coming around it with your Donald Trumps and you know the crazy things that he's saying, but it just seems like it feels like. It's too many people. Like it feels like somebody, you know, there needs to be like a crowded. Yeah, somebody needs to say, "Hey, hold on now, <laughs> we done." <laughs> like you're a Republican and all, and you want to run, but the independents ain't got nobody that's popping. You need to go on over there and run with them because this, yeah, this is too much. Yeah, and I think you know, it's it's just one of those things. Um, <laughs> we're we're gonna take it home though. We're gonna be victorious. All of y'all, huh? Not all of us, you know. Y'all gonna have all primaries. the y'all gonna have all the positions like, <laughs> like already like you know what we running for everything. President, you know, it's funny if Donald President. Trump win. They keep saying he not gonna win, but this dude keep going up in the polls. That's not gonna happen. I don't think I yeah. It's just not gonna happen. I think yeah. You guys believe in it says a lot about where you are. Cause I don't. That's just. Yeah, that's not happening. I've heard some Democrats say they would vote for Donald Trump because they feel like he's not with the the uh he's not a politician. He's gonna speak where he feels and do what needs to be done. And 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 those Democrats are probably wealth very wealthy. Um, no, and, they're not. Mm-mm. Well, then they're very confused because we know that those people <laughs> exist in the world as well. But you can't if you listen to this man's what he's saying. Yes, he is not you know the traditional Republican quote unquote. But I think that, that people, people are get. tired of politicians, so that's why they kind of yeah. But he, to him. so I'm tired of politicians, but I'm also tired of people that's saying all flying all this stuff off the cuff. That's talking about that's boasting around their privilege and saying everybody else needs to rise to the occasion of their privilege. Yeah, I'm not. You can't buy into that. So you know, if you and even your, if they're your Democratic friends and they support them, y'all go ahead on. Y'all vote for them. We'll see. What I happens. didn't say I was supporting Donald Trump. I said he might win. That's two different things. But you think he might win. You think he has a chance. I know that there's no chance in Hello Bob that it's going to happen. So We'll see in November. We you know, shall if see. It, if it be Hillary and that hair. Because um, when I think of Donald Trump, I just think of his hair. Like, it just his hair. So his hair on the ticket versus Hillary. That'll be interesting. I just want him to continue to do Celebrity Apprentice. I like the show. I just think that he should just stop and, you know, find ways to get better people on Celebrity Apprentice. And, yeah, I think that'll be good. It's okay. If you want to embrace the Trumper. um, Embrace the Trumper. 
I just made that up. He need to hire me. Embrace the trumpet. And he can have like little trumpets. That'd be a dope marketing campaign. It's already a circus, so he can add that. It's, it's, it'll, it'll work. It just go with it. <laughs> Enough about Donald Trump. Cause I know you're excited, Lisa. But um, <laughs> so in other news, uh, Andy Cohen this week, man, I, I I know I'm quite sure you probably saw it on Twitter. Uh, Andy Cohen, there was this hashtag that was going on, like uh, boycott Bravo. Andy Cohen, Laverne Cox, and I forget the other guy that was on on the panel, but they were talking about uh, actress Amanda Steinberg. Steinberg, that's her name, Steinberg. Uh, she put out this statement about Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner posted a picture with like braids, and uh, Amanda Steinberg. She basically responded to it and, and talked about you know um, white appropriation and just saying how you know white people are able to adopt these features that come from the black community and so they can be celebrated and praised for all these features that black people have and you know black culture in general but they never speak out against you know the injustices of black people or the issues of equality and racism that black people face and oftentimes how black people have been historically demeaned and ostracized because of features that are natural to them and now they're celebrated by your more fair-skinned Kylie Jenner's, your Kim Kardashian's, and all of these people. Um, and Andy Cohen and Laverne Cox on the Watch What's Having Live show, they had given uh, that apparently they gave like the they call it the Jack Hole Award for that whole idea. And so like social media, of course, went crazy. And I think that like I was. I don't know, because I kept trying to find a video. I didn't watch the video of Watch What's Having Live. So I kept saying, like, you know, I don't want to re- really make a statement because I don't really know. I haven't watched the video, so I don't know what the context it was. But Andy Cohen and Laverne Cox both had issued, like, an apology. And it's one of those things for me that a lot of it started this discussion. I think their question was, should white people be able to wear braids or cornrows or be able to use black culture? And I personally don't think that there's anything wrong with people adopting something as long as you acknowledge where you got it from. And as long as you pay homage to the struggle of those people and understand because of your privilege and your benefit, you are able to express this and you have the option of doing this and not doing it. So you have the option to play into a fad and to get rid of the fad if you want to. But this is someone's real life. Some people don't have that option. Some people, you know, are kind of ostracized because they have these features and they have to learn how to love them and appreciate them, their selves within their own community. And here you are just kind of benefiting on it without thinking about it. And I always go back to um, when I hear people say Jennifer Lopez started the whole butt craze right and she was like the first person with a big booty and it's like you know she's the mother of big booties and i'm like yo y'all people are crazy do you guys not know who pam greer was like pam greer came out stacked brick house built like on it she was brick yo for real for real like she (laughs) i remember they got that song y'all y'all knew it was coming i had one for you I remember being a little boy and like seeing Pam Greer on TV and being like, dang, 
who is dead? Like, oh my, she looks so good, right? But it's like, we had to celebrate those things in our community. And then today you have, you know, people that are more fair skinned that can get some injections or, you know, wear certain clothing and get celebrated for these things. And then you have the group of people that still have these same features and they're not even celebrated for it in that way. And they're trying to compete with something that is just like native to their culture. It's just, it's, it's not even their culture. It's native to their race, but it's, it's just, it's one of those things that I'm not, I'm not finna tell you that, Oh, white people shouldn't wear cornrows. Cause like, yo, if it's a hairstyle, if you like it, you know, that's fine. But if somebody says like, Hey, look, you got those cornrows from black people or from like African culture. And you say, Oh no, I came up this with this myself. Nah, nah, come on now. We, I, I'm not with this. We can't do that. <laughs> well, you know, I don't watch Andy Cohen's show, so I didn't, you know, I don't know what it's about. I try not, I boycott Bravo. Um, I try not to watch their shows. Anyways, I, I thought the next question I was like, you was going to say this. Why, why did you, why did you boycott Bravo? I thought that was coming. So it's so funny how you like set up these like jokes and like I have a part in it, but I don't ever know what my part is. See, anyway, maybe that's before, what women do. Before you know, we start the show, you gotta like give me, a, hey, I'm gonna throw in this joke and it's gonna be your part. Cause like you ruined it. Now on the scroll next. <laughs> on the scroll, this is this is why my self esteem is low, y'all. <laughs> it's not really low. Anyway, I grew. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, Planned Parenthood this week uh, had a had a video, a disturbing video that came out that which they kind of admitted to selling the um, the tissue and the organs of the babies that were aborted, and it was very disturbing. Um, obviously, the pro-lifers jumped on it and were saying, you know. This is why we don't support Planned Parenthood, and this is why we are so against abortions and Planned Parenthood. You know, it's evil, and all of that. <laughs> the Democrats were slow to defend Planned Parenthood, which they really have a, a, a close relationship. Usually, Democrats and Planned Parenthood. However, they were slow to, um, you know, defend Planned Parenthood because everybody on both sides of the aisle are definitely against body parts being sold. Um, and this is something that the the um, person in the video was saying, well, we loosely interpret the rules. Um, my problem, my issue with it is I think that definitely that's unethical. But I do think on the other side, it's unethical to record someone when they're not aware of it. Right. And it was a, a, um, a pro-life um, representative um, recording this at the same time, trying to trap them. However, I believe that you can get this information um you you could get this information in a way that's fair and appropriate and that's ethical um it might have took you a while you well no you might never got this information but if you're going to accuse them for being unethical for loosely interpreting the rules then you have to kind of look at yourself and say i'm unethical for recording them without letting them know so i think there's a little bit of 
um, bad ethics on both ends. However, I would that doesn't excuse what parent, Planned Parenthood is doing if they, in fact, are doing this. That's wrong. And that they have started an investigation into Planned Parenthood to see, you know, what's taking place. Are these um, this tissue and these organs being sold? And I think that's the good that came out of this thing that we are investigating and looking and doing our due diligence. Um, but on the other end, I want to know, hey, are they allowed to do that? In some states, you are allowed to record people. And maybe they researched that before. But it, it just seems a little unethical to record somebody without them knowing and putting them on the World Wide Web. Right. And that's a question that I haven't heard anybody ask. I haven't heard anybody ask that question about how ethical it is to, you know, record this lady. When you watch the video, she definitely comes across as like she's at a happy hour or she's at some event. She is not prepared. She's kind of just talking about this, but she's not necessarily um, prepared, you know, to answer these specific questions. So she she really doesn't have a, a the opportunity to see and to consider all of the ways that this could be misconstrued and to try to address those in her talking. Right. So you don't really know she t in, in, in her saying that, you know, they got money. Apparently the law I was watching the CNN video that I'll post out to our site, but they were basically saying that the law says that they are able to receive some sort of funding um, or some sort of money um, for disposing of tissue disposing of the tissue or discarding it or something like that. Um, and so I, I'm just interested to, I think it's interesting that, you know, people have mentioned this one part and haven't mentioned the other. And I'm always very, you know, slow to, I don't want to just jump on Planned Parenthood because they support, you know, people being pro-choice because Planned Parenthood, and I learned this from a friend of mine, does so many other things and provides so many other services to, you know, people that are that that don't have the ability to get tested, right? Those so there are people that get tested and find out that they have, you know, they can contract it an STD and they don't have the money to pay for the treatment for it or, you know, they they've contracted HIV and they don't have the money or the support to do it. Like parent Planned Parenthood is the organization that is helping people get those things uh, and get those services like young like young mothers or young teens get those services and get the support they need in those areas. So I'm very like, you know, I think that and the one thing that would always I take issue with is when people start to just say that parenthood parent plant parenthood is the worst because I used to be one of those people and I have a homegirl that worked with Planned Parenthood and she explained to me, you know, the situations of the youth that she was dealing with, people that had been raped, you know, their entire lives or for much of their lives. And this 13 year old girl that comes in and that's contracted an STD and she absolutely doesn't know what to do with herself. And of course, she doesn't have any money, so she can't, you know, pay for treatment. And Planned Parenthood pays for that for her, also puts her through courses to help her, you know, with her to help her sexually as well as like personally. And that's all funded through Planned Parenthood. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm not going to I can tell you like this very one area, like watching the video is weird. I think it's crazy. I, I'm definitely I, I can't support you, you know, taking these organs and saying, hey, I'm going to sell it for a profit. And she doesn't say that they profit in the video. She says revenue. So we really, you know, it's really unclear. It's kind of sketchy. It doesn't know. But I, I think that, yeah, I, I'm it's just a weird awkward for me. Right. <laughs> the whole idea of it when you first told me about it, and I'm like, wait, where? And then I watch it. And I'm like, this is 
this is uncomfortable, yo. This is really, really uncomfortable. This is really, really weird. And parts of me say, like, she should have known better or why is she even talking about this, you know, in this space? And then the other part of me is kind of like, well, I'm kind of glad they kind of got it because maybe this will address some practices that they could be doing that aren't known to people and that aren't ethical and that are hurting people and that just is outright bad because if this becomes something that's profitable, then how do you know that people aren't going to start getting pregnant just to go and to have these quote unquote covered free abortions just so somebody can make money off of it? So you start to think about this stuff and it just starts to open up. But it leads yeah. into our main dish, which is about being consistent. yo. Yeah, just be consistent. Planned Parenthood, be consistent and the world. If we could all just be consistent, the world would be a better place. That's. That's asking for perfection from imperfection. No, I don't even need you to be perfect. I just, even if you imperfect, just be consistently imperfect and I can deal with it because <laughs> I know where to go and what to expect of you. Yeah. Well, even in, even the most consistent people sometimes have moments of inconsistency. Yeah, but I think you're open to hearing when you're inconsistent and you're open to trying to be better. We don't have a lot of those true. people in the world. True, 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 true. So our main dish today is just be consistent, you know, just be consistent, just be consistent, man. That's 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 the thing. And I think it, you know, this flows into our professional lives, our personal lives, our friendships, our relationships, um, our fitness goals, our eating regimens. I will tell you that since moving and since relocating, this is probably the worst I've eaten in my entire life. And the scale proves it <laughs> because I just haven't been consistent. Speaking of scale, and it's the speaking of scale, um, this is kind of off topic, but I just want, I really want to tell everybody this. Um, this week I had a checkup and the lady said, how tall are you? I said five one and she, you know, did my height and she said, you've been selling yourself short. You're a little for five two. So I grew. Um, I just wanted people Ooh. to know. Um, Randall, continue. I just felt like I need to put that out there because I'm 28. Gotcha. 28 yeah. and 5'2". I'm coming for Shaq. You're on your... All right. You're on your way yeah, to six foot. Right there. Give you about... Right. Before you hit 60, yeah, you'll be at six NBA. foot. All right. I've been to do it. <laughs> but go ahead, Randall. I just wanted to tell everybody. Y'all know. I know y'all want to know. That, that was, that was so, it was really important. It's pertinent yeah. to this conversation of being consistent. You're consistently yeah. growing. That's what it is. You are consistently getting taller and you started at, you know, five one and now you're at five two. And yeah. And it's all about yeah. being consistent. And go back to your scale story. I just, I wanted to make sure that people knew. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so. As we were saying, um, but yeah, consistency, man. Like this is, it's, it's, it's so important. And it's so, it's so funny because I think we say this all the time. You know, if you're not consistent in one area of your life, you're inevitably going to become inconsistent in other areas. And I think people don't realize how, our, how intertwined and linked our lives are. And so if you kind of fall off of one area, you in turn and begin to like fall off in other areas. And it's not something that we, we think about. And I think that, you know, being consistent in, in today's time is something that 
extremely hard because we want instant gratification, right? So we want to be satisfied instantly. I was talking to a friend about um, his uh, a project that he's working on, and I was just telling him, man, like, you know, you're going to have to continue to work. You're going to have to continue to perfect your craft, continue to put out, you know, a quality product. And it's going to take a while before it may just take a while before people start to buy into it, before people know you as that. But it's something that you have to con- you you really have to continue to do. And you got to be consistent. You can't, you know, miss a time, miss a deadline and just be like, oh, it's OK, because nobody is following me anyway. Or I'm just in the beginning stages. You have to work with a perfecting mindset, understanding that you're going to grow. But you really have to stay on it and stay consistent in order to get the results that you need, because like Rome wasn't built overnight. You're not going to achieve your dreams overnight it just doesn't happen yeah, that and way. i think our generation we're used to some so many things coming fast and for so many people like for um, millennials young professionals you have this area that you thrive in like naturally that things sometimes just happen for you instantaneously you know everybody has that you know that talent and they're just naturally gifted at it and it's if you're a person who you know finished college you got a career and you're excelling fast when you go to do something else that's different that you really have to put in the grind you're not used to that you know what i'm saying right. and so you're like right. oh well this must not be the thing that i can thrive in because it didn't happen fast and so you don't have consistency right. in that area because you're so used to stuff coming at you fast and so used to you know thriving in an area that when you have to really work for something you don't know how to do it Exactly. And it's it's one of those things, too. And I, I say this all the time and I realize that I'm just I'm a little weird, but you got to define like what success looks like in that area. And I tr- personally believe that success in that area can't just be money focused. Right. So, of course, yes, we all want to get paid for our, our personal endeavors. We would love to be able to quit our full time jobs or to make a career out of the thing that we absolutely just enjoy doing that we would do for free. Or, you know, the thing that doesn't, you know, it it just makes us laugh and is happy to just do. I think it's great. And I think that's something that we should aspire to do. But you have to understand that you have to have a love and a passion for that and a skill set to be able to successfully operate in that arena, probably well before the money comes. Because if you are simply doing it just to get money at some point in time, as with everything, it's not it's not sustainable. The money may not always be there. The money may not come. And if you're only doing it for money, then you're never going to get there because the minute the money stops, you yep. stop. <laughs> the minute the, the you know, the money, the checks stop being as big as they once were, then you'll stop doing, it, which means you're going to stop growing. You're going to stop, you know, being creative and finding new ways to engage people or to get people interested or to get people to put money towards what your personal dream is. And if you, once you stop doing it, then you absolutely have nothing. So I think that consistency factor just speaks to that whole, that whole thing in general. Like you just can't be about, 
you can't, you can't just be about money. You got to have a passion with that thing too. You got to have something that is, that people are going to be like, okay, you know what? Like, I see that this person is really, really passionate about this. They're really, they really, I know that they're the go-to person for this. They're constantly, you know, discovering new ways to be great, to be different, to offer something new. And because of that, that's why people follow you. And that's why people are buying into whatever it is that Mm -hmm. you're creating. And I think too, one of the things that hinders our generation from being consistent is comparison. Um, I think that if, you know, it's always this idea that I've, this thing has blown up overnight. You know what I'm saying? For when you think of your big companies, um, you think, oh, that was an overnight thing. But no, it was overnight to you because you didn't have to work for it. But for the people who worked, it's a, it's like this thing of overnight, uh, overnight success is like, years upon years of working and then it becomes an overnight success to the public but in reality to the people who grind it it wasn't an overnight success so because you don't know their story you start comparing your life oh well this this company has such and such you know followers or this company has such and such of things going on and i'm just here grinding and nothing's happening for me well you gotta grind in the dark before you shine in the light and so you know when we're comparing ourselves, we miss the the fact that, you know, these people consistently grind in the dark and now they get their time to shine. But it was a lot of darkness before they hit the light. So, yeah. And there's so much value in being consistent, yo. Like I say, I say this all the time to people, but you really get to learn about whatever that area you just use us here at brunch culture. Like we have consistently improved. I think our product, you know, our chemistry has gotten better our um just the 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 show the whole entire production the sound we invested in in equipment we have you know different softwares that we use to improve the sound we've gotten better with being creative in terms of the ways that we're going to market the shows and just talking about the shows and it, it it's there's so much benefit in that and i oftentimes think i said this before in another show when we missed a week Brunch culture becomes so therapeutic for me. It's something that I truly enjoy doing. Um, and, you know, ultimately it would be something that I would love to be able to say, Hey, this is my full time grinding gig. Right. But in, in this space, I've, I'm learning value and just being able to, to talk about, you know, topics that I, I, I want to engage the culture. I want to challenge people's minds. I want to people to give, uh, you know, me feedback. I want people to be like, hey, I disagree with you or I agree with you or, you know, let's just talk about this. Have these difficult discussions. That's one of the things that's so paramount for me is I want to have these difficult discussions because I think it's so important for our generation to look at life in a different space because we have all of these opportunities. And that is something that, you know, didn't, it just didn't, we didn't get to this space in this, this spot, uh, just overnight. Right. And we're still grinding. We still have work to do. We're still challenging ourselves to get better and find new ways to do it. But I think that that's something that we found value in getting better. Somebody has told us that one show I've had somebody say like one of our shows, sucked was like terrible <laughs> and i was like you know i can't really argue with you there like i get it like you know you throw out these points i'm like dang you're right but the beauty in that is like but i'm dedicated to growing lisa's dedicated to growing so you know what all right bet it's gonna happen like i get it you're not everybody's not gonna like everything 
nobody not like something and it's like okay all right cool well we got the feedback we learned from it let's keep it moving and i think there's so much value in just being consistent and being dedicated to continuing to do something that you're passionate about that you love that is just going to ultimately change and you the as point a person you made to the uh criticism that we get a part of being consistent is to respond well to criticism and right. you know in order to be consistent you got to be open to people critiquing your product and then you critiquing yep. them without calling them a hater but critiquing allowing their critique <sighs> to be something you use to say okay that's a good point I'm not perfect and I, the critique is on my show and it's not me personally and, yeah and I'm honestly because I've, I've had somebody kind of critique me personally and it's one of those things for me that I'm kind of I'm good with like I've I found I was telling I was just telling a friend uh, recently that you know it is hard at first but I think I'm a dedicated life learner I never want to stop learning in life. If there's once I get to a point or a space where I feel like I'm not learning, I need to shift my focus to do something else because I need to learn. It's something that fuels me as a person. So I'm like, that's a part of it. I'm not perfect, yo. I'm going to say something that's going to be offensive. I'm going to say something that's going to sound stupid. Um, <clears throat> you might even disagree with my 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 ideals on something. And I just love the like I, I say this. I love hearing uh John Wesley said, Howard John Wesley said, but like, yo, you know what? I'm not, you don't have to think like I think. I just need you to think. And so for me, it's kind of like my, that's my same approach. I'm like, yo, you don't have to agree with me. I want to explain to you how I got to this conclusion, the logic that I used to get to this conclusion. You don't have to agree with me, but I just love the fact that you're thinking about it, right? And you're, you're being challenged, uh, to, to, to think you to go go through your own thought process and to challenge your own you know your own position and to say you know what I believe in this and I stand on this and this is why I believe on it so you know I'm advocating for this group of people in this community because I believe in this that's 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 what I'm all about so even if it's like somebody comments on you or comments on me like a it's a, a personal comment you know of course like I ain't saying like disrespect me because you know I might have to I'm just playing but it's like I, I'm not it's not about being disrespected, but it's about being open to learning. And that's one thing that I'm like dedicated to. And I, and I think I, when I said it wasn't a critique on you as a person, I'm talking about the fact that sometimes when we, when people get critiques, they think that everything in their life is wrong and they make it wrong. About yeah. Their whole life instead of looking at this one particular issue. Well, them people, that, that's, that's people with other kind of issues that, you know, won't have enough. Nobody ain't paying us or, <laughs> We don't have enough education to diagnose. You know how I feel about those people. But um, <laughs> the, the beauty of when people critique your art or what or, or your brand or, or your business, it's really to improve you. And even your worst, even who you deem haters are helpful. And when you realize that and you don't, oh, I got to silence my haters. No, let them turn on and give you their feedback. I mean, some pe some things are just crazy and you're not going to be able to do. But most of it is something that's helpful. And so if you would harness that and say, you know, I get more from critique than I get from praise. Honestly, if you tell me my whole show is good, that doesn't help me improve it. And exactly. that's what most people miss. And so they just want to hear, oh, it was great. OK, cool. What was great about it? Or oh, what can be approved? And when you learn how to do that and mix it with consistency, 
you building a real good foundation for something to grow and be long lasting. Consistency is key. I say this all the time. It's going to help you in business. It's going to help you in relationships. If you are consistent and consistent means consistency, not only to other people, but also to yourself, you got to hold yourself to the same standard that you hold other people to. Hypocrites exist all up and through the world. You just don't want to yeah, be one and of them. You know, trust. not only in relationships, but in your brand. So if you yeah. want people to trust your brand, you got to be consistent. I can't trust something that's not consistent. If you're not consistent, you can't build trust. That is so, it. So let us know what you think about consistency by um, hashtag and chat BC on social media. And now it's time for our. I was waiting on you to have a song, Randall. He's waiting to have a song. And that's fine. <laughs> and now we're going to get into Toast and Roast. <laughs> <laughs> So today's toast or roast, Lisa, I believe you got a toast. Go ahead on and take yeah. the reins. Um, I'm going to toast to Bishop T.D. Jakes for um, setting the Braxton straight. Um, I don't know if his, like me and Randall were talking off the air, if his, if his message was the best for the Braxtons, but it definitely was uh, the best for reality TV as a whole. And I hope that Preachers of L.A. heard it. Preachers of Detroit heard it. I hope <laughs> the Preach people heard it. I hope that uh, the Housewives of Atlanta heard it, and I hope that um, Love and Hip Hop surely heard it. Stevie and Jocelyn um, as well, all of them. Um, the fact that hey, you you're representing your you're representing your race, you're representing people of color and women that's arguing. You're you're make you're you're tearing down other black women, and we don't need that. It's, with all the stuff we have going on, we don't need to be tearing down ourselves. Um, one thing I will give the, um, the LGBT community is that they're unified and they get stuff done because they're unified. And so if we could take anything from them is us being unified and to be unified, we can't be tearing each other down all the time on reality TV, you know, and we could get a lot more, we could get a lot of stuff done if we if we unify and unite and i think that's what bishop jakes was trying to tell him hey you know it's it's people have real problems and the stuff you arguing about is real petty and you're too old for this you you're supposed to yeah. you know age should we we wish that age equal maturity but obviously it doesn't um and we could go have a whole show about that too uh but He's just like, carry yourself with some dignity in class on TV um, and have some dignity in class in real life. Like, just not on TV, but in real life. And I think... In yeah, real life. That's yeah, important. You don't want to be hypocritical. You don't want to just show the TV something that you're not living. So, but just as a person, carry yourself with dignity, respect, and maturity. And that's what people need to see coming from the black community. And I think that's the point that I toast to you bishop for making i know randall said he thought it was staged but hey if it was staged it was still a good quote so yeah i think you know but i it showed toe so i ain't gonna go in on it but i yeah i think it was while it was definitely something that people needed to hear i think it was very staged for the braxton and that's why when people tagged me in it i was like oh, okay that's nice because <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so this week I am going to toast uh, Nicole Beachy. Nicole Beachy, as you guys I'm sure have heard, has decided to no longer uh, pr- write blog for her site and blog about celebrity gossip anymore. Um, she has decided to go on and to be an inspiration to women and to people in general. And she has decided to, you know, just be a normal person, not be Nicole Beachy. She said she wants to be Nicole Kane. She wants to live, you know, her life the way that she's she, her for her in her purpose. And she doesn't believe that celebrity blogging is her purpose. And I just think it's so, you know, incredible, so profound. And I just have to toast to her because it is we don't see people oftentimes in our day and times that will walk away from not only the amount of money that she's making, but the platform that she has. Right. She has become a name, a brand in her in her own right. You know, people go for her for th- certain things. She is one of those people that her her blog site is so um well respected that if it's on if it's not on her site you know people won't believe that it's true celebrities actually reach out for her for promo because she does have such a following and to know that she actually started this on her own and she has all of this money and she's kind of like at the peak um a lot of people are saying she's like at the top of her career and for her to just walk away from it because she believes that she doesn't want to be a person that's adding to it she realizes that she she had a in her response to i think it was uh the huff post or washington post but she was saying that um she'll post she's done some positive things she's been able to raise money for to get funding for different groups and fund college funding for people and but when she posts positive things those things don't get the response that you know the shady spilling the tea type stuff gets like when she's like in the juice and giving a gossip that's when everybody is swallowing and she was like i just don't want to be out of that because i realized that Celebrities are are real people. They have real lives. These this is adding to the madness and the chaos that's you know troubling our world today. And I just no longer want to be a part of that. Although it's lucrative, although it's popular, although I have all of this you know this platform because of this, I'm gonna walk away from it. And I just say toast to you, Nicole Beachy, because it is that's that takes. I don't even know what it takes. I don't even want to say that takes courage. That just takes. Yo, a strong, grounded person and a person that is grounded in purpose and principle. And so I toast to you. I we here at Brunch Culture will be supporting whatever your next venture and endeavor is, um, because I just I I strongly believe in people that have that type of mindset. And I believe that aligns with what we want to do here with Brunch Culture. Of course, we got to talk about the crazy stuff, you know. It, it, it's it's kind of like mindless entertainment. Everybody enjoys it, but we also want to just push people to think and to be better people than to challenge themselves. And that's that's what Nicole Beach is doing. So toast to you, Nicole toast Beach. To you. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, it's time for our good vibe. Our good vibe, and this week's good vibe comes from Mr. Brandon Stanton. The quote is: "The work didn't follow the idea. The idea followed the work." Anything great you want to do, you have to start before you're ready. Profound speaks to consistency. You have to do the work. You got to start it before you actually before you actually think that you're ready to do it. It's like you get 
a steak or you get you bake a cake, right? The cake, you got all the ingredients, everything is there, but you have to go through this process of being put in the oven and actually spending time for it to rise, for it to get to the actual finished product. We just don't put the ingredients together and be like, okay, now we got a cake. Like it just don't work like that. And that's what this good vibe speaks to. So this week, as you're going through the week, think about, yo, how I am in this process of working on building something greater, even if you are at the top of your field in some area, there's so, there's some un, untapped, uncharted territory that you can get to. And we want to support you in doing it and just keep this good vibe in mind that that's how you're going to get there. And as always, that's our show. We thank you guys again so much for listening. Check us out on Twitter, Brunch Culture, on Instagram at Brunch underscore Culture, Facebook.com backslash Brunch Culture. And all of our web, all of our episodes are on our website. We have a blog. We have uh, ways for you guys to sign up for our email list so you can know when the show comes out. That's www.brunchculturebc.com. And subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us comments on iTunes and hit us up. We want to interact with you guys. We thank you so much for your loyalty. We thank you so much for your consistency with Brunch Culture. And we will continue to be consistent with you. And remember here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.